You should go to the party together. I'd rather listen to Carl's record on repeat and join his bike club. Things could change. New year, new you. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello. This is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast, fresh for 2020. Happy New Year. We analyse episodes of the Australian soap opera, Neighbours, from the PirateNet Studios, which is the mobile studio today in uh, Robinson Heights, one of the, one of the premium apartments. Mm-hmm. I'm Vaya. I'm a television writer and I can't suspend my disbelief. And I have... Catherine Jones, who's better known as CJ, the hot mess mum. Hello. Hello. And I have Rebecca Dahl. Oh, formal. Legal Eagle, Beck, and podcaster over on Chicks Talking Footy and The Bench, also heard on Joy 94.9. I'm excited. I haven't been here for ages. I know. So much has gone on in my absence. And the biggest legal plot in I recent times. And I missed it. Oh, God. I was I was like angry for about three weeks about that class action. I'm well, only that, just getting over it. Between that, Actually, between that and dry toast mother trying to steal the baby, the <laughs> law was worse than usual. How, well, the class action was wrapped up in about three weeks. How did you find that journey? Have you ever known lawyers that have worked in a class action? I have. And a lot of them just did not have random people who shouldn't be there, like Kyle, just doing all the interviews and do, like that. It just lost me. Like, look, Tony lets the legal profession down on the reg, but sending Kyle out to do the work, who does not have a law degree or questionably a brain, um, <laughs> was was possibly one of the lowest points in Tony's career. Maybe that's why he has to wear the um, baggy green hat, just to keep it I in. I don't. I had a real kink for that. I bet you did. I had the opposite <laughs> reaction to that. Even maybe it could have been solved if they had treated that, those legal scenes like a party scene. If they'd gone, we're going to pay for eight extras. They're yes. going to be the legal interns. Actually, like, that's a good idea. Law they students. don't even have to talk, right? No. Because that's, that's the pay scale if they talk. They could have just like gone like this, flick papers. Ruffled papers. Yeah. That's all lawyers do. And someone could have been on the headset phone. And, Actually, mm. that's a good idea. Walking around, you know, right, thank you. No, tell me what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and Coyle could have been there as like the advocate for he the victim. He could have not been there <laughs> at all. Yeah, but he I, could have been at home. But I understand contractually Coyle has to be there as an actor. So... <laughs> Like, he could have been there bringing them coffees. Sure. Why couldn't he have just done a course or something and, like, changed careers and become Toadie's assistant? Secretary, yeah. Imagine if that had happened. I'm for that. Yeah. Oh, he'd be an adorable secretary. (laughs) Like, is there, like, a paralegal course that's, like, six weeks? Um, I don't think he could do more than six. I reckon that we could find something for him. We could find a short course. Online, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, that's uh, retroactively solved then. Yeah. Case closed. Um, Neighbours Council business. The business again. Happy New Year to all of the Neighbours community. Hope you've been keeping well. It's a tough time locally in regional New South Wales and Victoria here that people are struggling with bushfires. We've got a haze of smoke over the city at the moment. And it's just a frightening reminder about climate change. So if you can do anything, if you can write to your leaders, if you can go to a protest, I know there's a protest rally on the 10th of January in Melbourne that I'm going to try and get to. Anything you can do, that would be great because we can do things. People just have to act now to reverse effects because it's frightening. But anyway, I hope everyone's well. 
We have on patreon.com slash neighbourspod, I noticed a few people have paused their subscriptions as I advised them to over the, the break till pay can roll in again. That's great. When you jump back on, even at $2 or above at Dr. Carl level, you can have access to our Buddy Watch episodes, which are refreshed for the new year. You can listen to all the old ones, which is Playing for Keeps Season 1, but also we have recapped Playing for Keeps Season 2. A season overview. I really loved that season. Oh my God, I loved it so much. It was a bit of a slow burn at the start. I reckon first three episodes, I was like, and then all of a sudden I was in like... Something switched. Madeline West and Olympia Valance dominate that show. Stop it. Olympia for last. So anyway, we'll have more thoughts. Anyway, Buddy I've gone about her for years. Patreon. And over on the Neighbours Council, our Facebook group, we've had a very special member join. Her name's Lara. She is the mother of the newest Neighbours star, young Isla, who plays Baby Asta. Stop it. So she's been giving a few little insights I did not know this, but I need to go in there now yeah. and I have many questions about many things. Yeah, baby Isla was six weeks old when mm. Asta was born. Wow. Isla's adorable. That beautiful side eye to the camera when yeah. she came out of the womb. Yeah. Primo. Born a star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Lara. So join the Neighbours Council and you can get little tidbits. Also, of course, is baby Hugo's mum in mm. there who just had his birthday on New Year's Eve, little Hugo. So I didn't think, notice that. In the episode we'll recap, they said happy birthday. I noticed that and went, did someone mean that? I don't get it. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, do they think he's Jesus? I don't like, <laughs> is it Christmas? I was confused. <laughs> or is there like a new Jesus that's born in a year? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> like modern Jesus. Modern Jesus. Yeah, non-religious Jesus. Jesus yeah. for the modern atheist <laughs> type. Secular Jesus. Yeah. Oh, and I had a lovely message from Mark who really appreciated all our episodes over the last couple of months, you know, over the... Christmas break, holiday season, keeping him company. So happy to have been of help. And Oh, your Christmas podcast was a bloody gift. <laughs> it was an unexpected gift. It was one of the best things I got, actually. I went. I got up to go for a walk and I was like, oh, I did not know this was coming. <gasps> we rewarded you for exercising. You did. That's awesome. It was good. Yeah, I did imagine that. And some people on like a drive between family that they didn't want to drive to because I, I, I think I used us on a drive I didn't want to make. Um, I was happy to go where I was, but, you know, travelling any distance is annoying. Yeah. Remember that movie, like, Four Christmases with mm. Reese Witherspoon? I imagine people on those drives listening to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was Kate's idea. So, thanks, Kate. She's uh, at the Anglesey Backpackers yeah. looking for amnesiacs at the she, moment. She didn't want us to have a break. And now I know why, because she was off on holidays. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you guys can't stop. I will, however, stop. <laughs> Hi, <Smart>. Kate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, thanks for keeping our momentum going, Kate. We need to discuss the New Year's Eve episode of Neighbours, the final episode of 2019, season 37, my um, TV recorder tells me. I'm 37. We're the same age, Neighbours and I. Well, Neighbours is turning 35. In season. In season. I don't know how they calculate that. They must have had a couple of, um, maybe they did summer seasons when they weren't doing great or something. Mm. I mean, people like you that work in television understand this. I was going to say, either Vaya or baby Asta's mum could find this out for us. So the end of season 37, it's New Year's Eve. It aired on Monday the 30th of December because Neighbours took a day off. How dare they? Rude. Mm. They took Tuesday off. I don't quite know. Because they didn't take Christmas off. And it was just this one solitary day. Yeah, yeah actually it was. Weird. And they didn't talk about it before. Like, no one put it in a leave form. 
I was not made aware. I mean, I'm sure the production had an inkling that it was coming. I mean, they might have. Who told us? Mm. And the poor UK audience, all the time slots have been shuffling around for them. So they've all had to like keep each other updated on when Neighbours is mm. airing. I couldn't deal with that. It's level every of man stress. for himself. To be honest, like I'm, I spend most of my time sober, and like this week is a special time for me where I'm not that sober. Yeah. And um, I watched this episode that we're talking about twice, but just by accident mm. because I watched it on the Tuesday, and then on the first of January, I was like, oh, I better watch Neighbors from last night because I'd gone out, and I watched it again, and I was confused a lot of the time because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think I've seen this. Yeah, CJ's living her best Sonia self, as Toadie vowed this oh, week. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. CJ's tuning into her love of substances. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out now. I'm back on the kombucha. Yeah. So, she's living her, her on the wagon Sonia self I was going to say, it's a different Sonia yeah. self, yeah. Which Sonia are you living today? <laughs> um, Kirsch is back. Yeah. Top of the app. I thought she'd come back and then I thought maybe she wouldn't, but she really did. And it was it was nonchalant, which was quite realistic mm. because that's how it would be if someone moved to Sydney, which is half an hour away. Yeah. Okay, I'm back for New Year's and that was it. And I love that. Come back more. The only thing that confused me was that they had brunch with her, but then we didn't see her for the rest of the episode. And Puffy and Dippy went out to the waterhole and Toadie stayed home with the little kids, but we didn't see Kersher at either of those two events. So where the hell was she? Actually, that's a really good point. I thought she would have been about home banging pots on her head or whatever they were up <laughs> She to. was nowhere. Not even a line to say, all right, I'm going to – what's that girl's name, the sister of the, the um, homophobe's daughter? Oh, yeah. One of the homophobe's daughters. Yeah, I'm going to the homophobe party. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell anyone. I, I, I don't align with their values, but they put on a good spread. Yeah. 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 They've got dips. But nothing. But it was still nice to see Kershey. Toadie wants a quiet one. He wants to take Nell and Hugo down to see Sonia, which is a tree. The four of us. That took me about 10 minutes and I was like, oh, the tree. I thought he meant fourth. Yeah. I thought he meant Kyle. I thought he meant Kersha. Oh, <laughs> I thought he meant any other human. <laughs> Here's where I had a little bit of a worry for Toadie because I thought by the episode end he was going to have a wig on that tree and <laughs> he was going to be like, this is, my, this is my new girlfriend. I was going to say that, like, far be it for me to judge people's grief, but here I go. Um... <laughs> It's a tree. Like, he legitimately, I think, thinks it's a person. Mm. It's not good. He needs to get some counselling. And remember when um, Sonia made him see that shrink? Well, it was a guy, but he turned out he was like, I can't remember what the... Oh, oh, he used he to needs s- to ring him up. Yes, he, that guy who used to date Sonia. Yeah, it's not an yes. issue anymore. No, because no, she's a tree now. And someone mm. probably should call that guy. Yeah, <laughs> give <laughs> him a buzz. He'd probably like to know. Let him oh. know. <laughs> He was great for mm. Toadie. Yeah, come back. And poor little Nellie and Hugo, oh, God, they must be so sick of that fairy game. They're holding the little fairy catches. I know. And Boring. sitting so quietly on that bench looking bored out of their brains. They're like, well, oh, Dad's talking to a tree again. And Nell started calling her mum. Yeah. it's the Toadie's going to cut the tree down and dress in a caftan and put it yeah. in the lounge room pretty soon. I think he needs to well, at least go to a grief specialist to find out how he should be do, like tackling this with Nell. Yeah. Like Hugo's one thing. He'll feel the loss physically. Yeah. But mentally, Nell needs some help with this. I don't think calling the tree mum is probably, probably not a great step. No. Like hold a photo of Sonia. Yeah. Talk to the like talk to something like that. There's got many around the set apparently. He's reminding me a bit of Tina from Bob's Burgers. Like I just watched an episode where Tina um they thought they captured a ghost in a shoebox and then she thought that the ghost was like flirting with her and then she started dating the box. That's where a step away from that <laughs> right now. Oh dear. 
Maybe he can take the blue box. <laughs> take the blue box down to the... Tra- oh, That's no, haunted with a whole other set of... <laughs> just hangs and have issues. Cufflinks on. But now... Toadie's not completely isolated because he heads on over to Call's place. Mm. And what's the little scene that he oh, finds this there? This is where I got the horn for God. No! Yes, I did. Well, two things I love, okay? Sad, desperate men and cricket. And it was oh, delivered. you love cricket? Oh, yeah. It was delivered to me in just a beautiful package of Kyle sitting there, sadly, in his baggy green with his Australian One Day jersey just casually draped over the... Okay, I've thought about this too much. But isn't that two cricket splendid? Yeah, it is. Baggy Green's um, test, test cricket, yeah. And one day, right? Yeah. So that's the middle one. And then there's 2020. And then there's some other one, Look right? you. I love oh, my, it. I am a cricket She's, widow. Yeah. It's a sore spot for well, CJ. Well, I thought it was just like he wanted his comfort things around him, you know? Like it was like a teddy bear for him. To be fair, so Amy broke up with Coyle, Coyle I mean, last not week. a minute too soon. But also... A very considerate time of year because it is cricket season, so he can wallow in his creature comforts. That's true, actually. That is true. I was just annoyed because our Prime Minister, just instead of speaking out in support of bushfire relief, was talking about the cricket and everyone's just dark on him. And then Cor sitting there with the cricket, I'm like, whatever, this is not important. None of this is important. Kyle and Amy breaking up is important, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we'll get to Amy's exit shortly, but she's like, don't want to have kids with you, don't want to go to New York with you. Bye. Sick of the side of you. <laughs> Do you think that Amy has a university degree? Oh, I don't think so. Because I remember a friend that was looking into moving to New York several years ago. If you were over a certain age, you had to be qualified by a university degree. Ah. M- maybe the TAFE would fall under that banner. Maybe she's got like a horticultural degree or something. Maybe. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, I like that for her. Yeah. 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 Toadie invites him round. Coral shoots him down. He's really rude about it. And then after Toadie has his visit with the tree, he comes around and guilts Coyle and he's like, hey, yeah, it's either me and a tree or you come around and have a beer. I yeah. mean. I did enjoy that though because somebody needed to tell Kyle that people have lost more than him. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, and if it wasn't going to be the Prime Minister talking about the fires, it could be Toadie. Yeah. Yeah. Perspective yeah. is everything. Yeah, so Coyle goes around to Toadie's. He realises, you know, pick my socks up. And go around. And he is playing with the kids on New Year's and he's talking about his tragic childhood in, in, in France when where they bang pots on their heads, which explains a few things. Oh, it absolutely Ooh, does. Yeah. yeah. It's like that Simpsons episode where the Simpson gene, the male gene. Oh, I've not seen this. All the male Simpsons ancestors come around and they all put saucepans on their heads and crash into each other. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It does sound <laughs> a little bit like what might have happened with Gary and... Yeah. And, and the canning gene. The canning gene. And the canning gene has a few things in common. Amy, for one. Um, (laughs) um, So he goes over and he's playing with the kids and suddenly he's like, oh, I'm not going to have kids. (laughs) Oh. Toadie's like, oh, there's other uteruses. Like, (laughs) it's all right. Toadie's the one that's like, there are other fish in the sea. My fish is a tree. (laughs) Like, this is a really unpopular opinion, but I just found Kyle so endearing in this whole scenario. I just really – he got into my soul a little bit. It is sweet to see him play with his godchildren. Yeah. Like, yeah his goddaughter. Finally. I, oh, yeah, I forgot 
Uh, yeah, he's Nelly's godfather. It, it reminded me a lot of Mark Detmeck. Yes. It's like I really wanted him to move in with Mark, the two of them, and they can co-parent a child that they adopt. You put that on Twitter, Vay, and I have never been so excited by the thought of something. I mean, like basically porn for me to start with, Mark and Kyle just in a house, you know, yeah. just yeah. sitting there watching cricket. Anyway, um, watching cricket and nursing the baby. Oh, my God. And maybe they could have, have – um, there's an awesome poster on the freeway. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the female. Um, cricket player. I don't know her name because I don't know That's anything. That's how the society works. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, I don't know anything. I, don't, I couldn't tell you the men's team either. I only know Meg Lanning. Could be her. It's probably Elisa Healy. <laughs> blonde or Elise Perry. Perry. Yeah. Anyway. It's probably half of them are blonde. Yeah. Because they're out in the sun. But it says if anyone can do it. Because the I believe the female team is doing a lot better than they the, are. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. It's like bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes. So that's the thing. If anyone can do it. These two. God, my ovaries are just turning thinking about it. <laughs> yep, so they, they can probably a, have mine. They could bring up a girl that could play cricket. Oh, my God, stop it. It is a strange pattern that Neighbours goes down. Like the man's like, I just want to be a dad and impregnate yeah. a woman. And the women are like, I'm going to get knocked up by someone who's not you. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm. And then somehow they've failed because they've had a child with someone else instead of you. Like Amy has given you a stepson pretty much. Like yeah. you are a family. But, I mean, she didn't want him to come and she, yeah, she, yeah. she re- revoked her consent. They <laughs> had did. the single worst relationship I've ever seen on television, yeah. I reckon. The second things. incarnation. Oh, the, the second one, the yeah. The first time they had really good chemistry and they had a good time, like, frolicking with Bossy and the Ute. And See, I missed the first one. It was during a time where I dipped out and I think I would have really enjoyed it because this one made me just want to, like, claw my own eyes out with a spoon. Yeah, it was grim. Um, so, well, should we talk about Amy's exit now since yeah. we're here? I, I mainly just want to focus on her goodbye with two people. Yeah. Gary and Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> um, both for very different reasons. Okay. So, Sheila and, you know, we know Colette. So, Sheila was very emotional. Sheila was beautiful. And I loved it because I actually it felt very real to me that yeah. she was saying goodbye to her, her workmate who she loves and it actually made me more emotional than any other part yeah. because I was like, oh, oh, they don't get to work together anymore, which is sad. <laughs> but they were wonderful and because Naomi's gone yeah. and um, Sheila had invested some daughter, mother-daughter energy into Amy. Well, daughter, then granddaughter. I mean, yeah. if you get I mean, technical about Just it. Any, yeah. any, any, any form. And so, you know, look, it was sad for them to say goodbye. And then she turns to Gary and it's like, oh, your son that I used to date, who's now my ex-father-in-law. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was super weird, having the goodbye of Gary and Kyle in the same moment. Yeah. Because yeah. then she turns to the other wang she's seen and she's like, hey, Hello. Bye. Well, Kyle gave her nothing, did he? I Even when she stopped the car and tried to give him yeah, one more wave, weird. froze her out. Well, I am going to be honest because we're all friends here. I had had a couple of wines when I watched this episode Good. and I'm someone that likes to cry when I've had a couple of wines and when Paul started crying, <laughs> yeah. tears yeah. Yeah. came out of my yes. face and I was like, Beck, I didn't, I don't, is it the wines? Is it Paul? I don't know. But Paul, I got really emotional about Paul's that. Paul's goodbye to Amy was Precious. Mm. That was brilliant acting. It was lovely. Ah, oh, darling, how am I going to go on without a straight arrow like you to keep me honest? Did I ever manage to do that? You know, I don't think I can be all that bad if I manage to bring someone like you into the world. There never was and never will be another dad like you. Full of emotion and not in a assholey way like no. we'll see later in the week. And it wasn't. 
wasn't overdone. Like it was just my daughter's moving away, and I'm sad. And my yeah. son nearly died, and my other son's a murderer. Like he has a lot going on. <laughs> he to does be fair to him. Um, and he's got one son that's dead. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And there's that. another one that I don't remember yes. that Kate killed last week. So who knows? The logistics of moving to New York in a week. Yeah, impossibly for permanent residency. Very impossible. So I believe you have to be in your home country or another country while applying for your residency. Ah, because you can't just arrive on a boat. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> not we, here. That's <laughs> don't we know? So one of my friends is moving to South Africa, which is obviously a different place from America. But she was there and then had to come here for a few months while they did the permanent. Oh. To be within law, you need to come back and do the paperwork ah. or well, whoever. That lawyer was that emailed. Oh, mm. God. Okay. They, were, they were free on Christmas. They were they? so efficient. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I know she can go and stay with Leo. So at least, like, her accommodation's all sorted. I love how she was, like, really quick on the, I'm going to move in with Leo. Oh. They looked pretty thrilled with that arrangement. Yeah. When that, no one knows we're related. They oh, teed that up stop. the day before her flight. She's, he's like, you can stay with me. She's like, where did she think she was going to stay before this? Mm. I reckon that will... Like get up Leo's grill a bit because I reckon he's got some stuff going on mm. in New York. Yeah, his business can't be clean. No. And no. some ladies, I reckon. Also, how many single men in New York have a spare bedroom? Yeah, good point. How many people in New York have a spare yeah. bedroom? Yeah, Maybe people that already have fa- – well, no, no one has a spare bedroom. Maybe there's two bedrooms in the apartment that have people living in them. No one's got a spare room just waiting for, like, someone to come. If anything, Lucy Robinson should have – Provided a suite for her. Actually, good point. Lasseter's New York. Mm-hmm. Also, she her business, the Handy Woman. What? Oh yeah, good point. She just Lass- leaves the yard. I saw some people tweeted that Kyle was taking over the yard, but mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't hear that in the dialogue. No, me neither. And it seems unlikely that he'll be going out of his way. I just saw him there locking and unlocking the gate, and that was it. I heard it. So um, she's there just like finishing up for the day because she didn't pack it up or anything. Like literally, she was just closing the gates. Like, oh well. See ya. That's the end of me working here. Yeah. Like if you left employment, not a business. Her clients, she just leaves them. No. No. She's just like left them, you know, bricks and wood or whatever, like in the yard. They'll come and get it. Just turns on her email autoresponder. Like, hi, I live in New York now. (laughs) Yeah. I make burgers or whatever whatever she's going to do there. Because there's just not many like handywoman trades people in New York City. I feel like she's going to make burgers. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, look, to be honest, like when I visit a city, that's the main thing I visit, burgers. Yeah. So that's what I know a lot of in New York. She can maybe work at like some of the cool like underground burger places. That'd be cool. Just start at Shake Shack and then oh, see where you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn, learn how to smash a patty. In fact, Jimmy's on. probably got a job there already because of all these savings. Well, he must. Know. He's got more savings than me. I found it very strange that her exit story revolved around Jimmy's girlfriend. Why couldn't Jimmy just have come back with mental health issues? And I actually it? felt really sorry for the actress because I actually think they wrote Amy down in a massive way to get her out. Yeah, it was just strange. And, all, yeah, she's defined by the men around her. Mm. Like, it's not about I can go and take my business to New York. and Yeah, why can't she just have developed an app? Like Callum or something. that's right. Or like, I don't know, something. I don't know. I don't think many people move a um, handy woman yard to New York. (laughs) How about this? Liam, her ex, uh, his hand soap business has gone gangbusters. He needs to build a bricks and mortar store, commissions Amy to come and help him. Still a man though. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Amy's character a bit. She doesn't give her any agency. No. He provided the vehicle. I can deal with Jimmy being the story. Like you're saying... When it's a few people deep, yeah. it just mm. seems silly. No. Yeah. 
So Amy goes, pops into the taxi with uh, Leo and Jimmy. I loved Colette's afterthought, Sheila's afterthought, like, bye, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, so you're there, sorry. And off they go. Quall is just down in the doldrums for the rest of the week. Now, before we leave off from the Rebeccas, Toadie gets this email from Piper. Mm. I believe it's from last year's New Year's. Yeah, I was confused about that because there was Sonia doing a video, but then Hendrix also had a video of Chloe doing a New Year's resolution too. And I was like, when did this all happen? I have a vague memory of Piper putting together a montage last New Year's. But I forgot what it was for. And it definitely didn't have the videos we saw this week. By the way, Piper is an eloquent young lady and all she wrote was, I thought you should have this. This is her past employer who she was quite close with. And she could trigger him. Like, tell him what's in it. Actually, that's a good point. Like, this is your wife talking about the year ahead. Pick up a phone. Now, she wasn't diagnosed at this point, right? It was hard to say. I think she may have been. Well, she had a bit of, like, making the most of stuff about her, which made me think maybe she had been. Or she thought she was going to die from... The um the shortbread biscuits. Oh yeah, could have been anything else. But I, <laughs> I hated this video. I just that's that's plain and simple. I thought it was fakey, fake, fake. It did not say it did not ring true as a real. She actually re- recorded this, so it was Sonia saying, "I'm really looking forward to the year. That my mm. garden's going to grow. I'm going to become a tree." Blah blah blah. It just felt too much like. And then I died and this is tragic. Like it was just nothing, it didn't felt, feel real in any way. I can't wait to pass the years with him and well, we've planted the seeds for a wonderful life together and now it's time for me to just sit back and watch them flower around me. I mean, I am a gardener. I do think the best is yet to come, so bring it on. Why didn't it say, hey, it's Sonia, um, this year I'm going to see more movies, I, I want to go on more walks. Yeah. Like, why wasn't it more like what resolutions normally yeah, are? Yeah, that's right. Eat yeah. less sugar, more self-care, YOLO. I'm yeah. going yeah. pr- to press some more flowers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to um, like, buy some more caftans. Rather than like, you know, I'm going to spend more time in my garden. Like, I'm going to set up a website for my business yeah. because I don't have one it, and it's 2019. It just, <laughs> it just felt like an emotion grab yeah. and it didn't work. It wasn't genuine. And Toadie was obviously playing it beautifully, but it I just and it was lovely to see Eve obviously, but I just thought it was a wasted opportunity. I was ready for it to work. So, husband doesn't watch as many episodes with me as he used to because we don't see each other that often. But um he was on the couch on his computer or something and I went, <gasps> "Okay, come quick, come quick. We've got to watch this." And I set him all up. I held his hand. I'm like, "We're going to I'm going to cry. Get ready." And then the episode ended because they played it at the start of the next episode. And I'm like, all right, go. He was like, this is a waste of my time and effort. He was like, who's on? Sonia. Oh, okay. Then the next day I was home alone when I actually see the video. I was like, oh, God, no, I'm going to cry. And you remember when Sonia was dying and my son didn't know how to cope with it because I was just crying in front of the television every night. I was just like annoyed with it because I'm like, why would you just play with me like that? Like, firstly, you like played with us massively Mm. with Sonia. Stop bringing that up. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And I don't understand why it couldn't have just been Sonia had recorded a bunch of videos, like one for Christmas, one for yep. New Year's, one for Hugo's birthday, whatever. Yeah. And this is one of the ones that rolled out. Like, hey, babe. Oh, yeah, like PS I love you yes. style. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I'm not here. It's 2020. Here's a bunch of stuff. Yep. Stop watering me. Um, Stop I want you to move train. on. <laughs> Give Naomi Canning a call. Get her back. <laughs> yes. Or follow Amy to New York. <laughs> Did you see the, their goodbye? Yes. She was like, do good things for yourself or something like that. And I was like, Amy, <laughs> do 
Stay, stay for one more the night. The toad's going to get the horn for someone soon, I reckon. You Isn't, reckon? So many yeah. people left. Oh, is true. he going to take that woman to the tree? Oh, yes, he is. Sonia. Yes, he is. Let's answer it. Oh, yeah. yeah, they'll go for a walk hand in hand. He'll look up at the tree. He'll get the gills. Anyway. Oh yeah, he will. But then, like, he'll address it, and the, yeah. this person will be amazing. Remember when Sonia came on and she was the puppy instructor, yes. which you love. That incarnation of um, Sonia would have really addressed the tree issue well. Yeah, great. So he'll meet someone yes. like that, yeah. and they'll be like, "I want you to love Sonia as much." I don't know if it's an arborist. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, what if I had to cut down so anyway? Is... I, I often think about that. Yeah. I often think about him because once he turned up to the garden and he's like, oh, no, and they like blocked it off for water mm. maintenance yeah. or something and I was like, oh, shit. Especially bushfire season. Like this is not going to end well for Sonia. It's very leafy. Okay, we'll park them because we've got a bash to get to. Oh, the oh, New yeah. Year's Eve bash mm. put on by a billionaire at the local pub at Four minutes notice. Yeah, it's a private function, but somehow hotel guests are allowed to be there. Yeah. Friends, family and Lassiter's guests that are schmoozing Chloe. Now, I haven't been here for a while, so I haven't been able to share this thing, but I cannot deal with Chloe and Pierce, but for one more minute. Mm. (laughs) I have never bought a love story less in my life. Mm. There is no, I'm not feeling chemistry. Like they're too hot people you know i want mm. them to be jumping off the sky i'm not for it i reckon they're gonna get divorced in six months and, and i shall die i feel like chloe needs a couple of divorces up her sleeve in her life i feel like yeah you know she's yeah. gonna live a little she'll this is a good first marriage for her oh yeah she'll yeah get a good settlement out of it yeah she will mm. um there was no talk about prenups, prenups. no because no. you don't Tony. when someone's dying you don't oh, yeah, you that, right? don't raise it but i mean she could have a lot of years to spend that money we had a great post on the Neighbours Council from Craig and I'm really loving the engagement from men about the female characters. There's mm. some really nuanced commentary going on. I find it really attractive. Anyway, <laughs> Craig asks, is the blandification of Chloe now complete? I believe Kate um, yeah. co- coined the blandening, so I'm glad that's taking off. He says, I've nothing against Pierce in principle, but his return feels like it's sapped the last ounce of individuality from a character who was a breath of fresh air when she arrived. I've watched the last few months in despair as Chloe has turned into yet another po-faced 20-something. So, yeah, that corporate Chloe, I saw him call her as well. I kind of – I don't mind her rise to the top of the corporate ladder. Yeah. But yeah. I have lost a bit of that sense of joie de vivre. Yeah, when she came, she was kind of out there and she was a bit kooky and she was a bit annoying, but then I grew to love those things about her. But now she's just like Therese 20 years down, I reckon. She also has to do this weird family unit. Like she's got this. She's got the stepson now that is in love with her. So she's got to try and wrangle I that. I don't, I don't like that story. No. no. I just between at that party between Hendrix and Chloe, and Yashvi and Hendrix and Yash. I just thought, have we completely just thrown the rule book on appropriate relationships out the out the window? Like, are we just mm. anyone? Like. Tony's girlfriend will probably be Sheila. I don't know. <laughs> probably. I'm into it. Actually, I'm, that's I'm, a really yeah. good idea. Can we do this? I'm yeah. into that. Totally into it. Mm. I'm going to send her a clip of this clip. But the Hendrix-Chloe thing is just bleh. I like them together because I've seen couples like that. The two pretty people that don't know what they're doing, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> trying yeah. to navigate these waters. Um, and it is going to crash and burn and we'll be here yeah. oh, to yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Also, all of the staff that are meant to be working the party are attendees of the party. Like Sheila and Gary are having drinks. Oh, yeah, true. Puffy and Dippy are having drinks. I'm like, who's staffed this? Is this like a staff party? 
I guess because we were concerned that they weren't going to get one back when the staff cuts were happening. Mm. Oh, true. This could be the work party. Yeah, like, and and maybe this is why Pierce is like, let's lift morale and have like a party. Mm. Free uh, drinks on me. Yeah, drinks on me. He doesn't know that Chloe's siphoning the money. That's what's really going on. That's why she's bland. <laughs> ah. Actually, she's at the other end of the bank account, just tipping it Actually, out. That's a really good idea. <laughs> So Pierce is shipping Hendrix with Yashvi because he's like, yeah. I've got to de- deviate this my son from my wife. Now, son is how old? 17. Yashvi is probably 19? 19. They're, they're two big years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. They're almost as big as those years between her and Ned, yeah. to be honest. However, they're both teenagers, which I did give him credit for that. I actually found Hendrix and Yashvi much more uncomfortable than Yashvi and Ned. Yeah. Like, I found it more inappropriate. Well, now at least, yeah, she's finished school and she's... Um, she's got the uniform. Yeah, she's got, yeah, she's moving uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my level of what I found appropriate. Toadie and the tree. Yep. Then Hendrix and Yashvi and then Yashvi and Ned. Yep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with yeah, those. Fine, yeah. If Toadie wants to be with a tree, yeah. I'm not going to take that from him. No. He's had enough taken yeah. from him. Like, live your truth, Toadie. Yeah. I don't want to see it, <laughs> but if he needs to do it... Is it going to okay. be like I watched that documentary about the lady who married the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. Yeah, I was getting vibes Fine. of something like that. Fine. Yeah. And she um, had sex with the Eiffel Tower. Isn't that what know. isn't that what the, the homophobic dudes has said would happen yeah. when we yes. let same-sex Sorry. Sorry. I mean, here we go. <laughs> here, this is where it starts. I mean, I think they normally bring up, like, goats. Yeah. But, but trees. trees. But still, like, no harm done. Yeah, I mean, like, like, but no the harm tree, done. it seems like the tree's giving consent. Um... I just Why feel not? Like he's going to ha- start hacking off a branch and like take it down the pub mm. and just put it in a chair. And we're going to we're going to find um, bark in his curly hair. And oh. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I don't need to see the gory details, but if it's what helps him, you do you, boo. Yeah, fine. Um, Ned at this party starts flirting with an age appropriate, oh yeah, romantic interest, another yeah. lady who seems to be. In her 20s, like Ned. I mean, who was she and why was she there? We don't know. On her own, living her best yeah, life. There was some weird, weird aspects. Having a few beverages solo. I mean, obviously she's running from the law, but okay. <laughs> That's right. Obviously she will stab him in a maze yeah. eventually. And Chloe's trying to put him back with Yashvi. And I'm like, Chloe, just stop meddling in the love lives of teenagers. Yeah, you've got enough problems with teenage love, I think. Um, then at one point Ned is like, all right, fine. I need to go after Yashvi because I love her. And leaves this new date at the table after she's brought him back drinks. It was so rude. It was not cool, actually. It was not cool at all. Leaves her there with the two drinks, goes to Yashvi and say, and says, I still love you. I want to be with you. At least detach Hendrix from his mother. Yeah. Sorry, stepmother. Mm. And just pop him back on this new woman. <laughs> Which he did. That was inappropriate too, this yeah. 17-year-old and this 25-year-old lady. We've just lost all sense of appropriateness and I can't deal with it anymore. I can almost deal I can deal with that relationship better than him and Yashvi because mm. Yashvi at least knows he's in school. This woman doesn't no. know. He's at a drinking party. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, all she point. knows. He's, you know, at least 18. In fact, over at Sister Show Playing for Keeps, which we'll talk about in Buddy Watch, there's a massive plot point about a 17-year-old hooking up with a 26-year-old yes, and, how, and how inappropriate it was. And yes. there were massive repercussions for that. But and we'll get to that later. Yes. Yeah. But meanwhile, over on Ramsey Street, anything right, goes. Go for it. Whatever. Literally, is there any appropriate couples left on that street? Carl and Susan. I mean. And they test the boundaries. Yeah. Oh, but that's okay. I'm all right with them doing whatever they want to do. Also, by the way, Ned says to Yashvi, I want to be with you forever. Mm, don't, tell him, don't say forever to a 19-year-old. But also... 
Oh, no, Ned says that. Sorry. I thought it was Hendrix. I'm like, but no. he can say that. No. He's 17. Ned, no, you are stifling. Like, I will say to every 19-year-old, yeah. you got to sow some oats. Yeah. Because literally I was single for seven years. All I wanted was a boyfriend. The entire time I've had a boyfriend, I'm like, wish I'd screwed around a bit more. Mm. <laughs> like, that's my literal one regret. But also, Ned, oh, dreamy. It was a good shirt too. Yeah, he looked good oh, actually. He, he had good. his hair cut um, I mean, look, yeah, that's the thing. you got to cram a couple of, I mean, I don't even want to say it, but like S-L-U-T years into your life at some point. Yes, we, we can reclaim the word and it's a positive that's connotation. Right. You yeah. need a dud I mean, root or two, Yashvi. Yeah, you need you know. a dud root. Yeah, and you need like a couple of stories that you can tell people later Correct. on when you're very boring. Exactly. <laughs> at least a couple of stories to tell your partner after you've been together 20 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know if <sighs> I want to hear. But <laughs> anyway, alarm bells. All through that area. Ding, ding, and, ding, And ding, then ding. Puffy's a dick to Ned later in the week. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I did enjoy at the party? Dippy. Because she really had the horn for her husband. And mm. I really liked it. When she said, I want to watch the back of you going to get me a drink. I was like, <laughs> Dippy, you hornbag. You go, go. I, I actually really liked that. Because I think they need a bit of frisson, you know? Yeah. After that whole box. Gary situ. They need, they need a blue box. Yeah, they actually do need a blue box. That's all right. The daughter's enrolling in the police force. Oh, they'll... There'll be some things coming home. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's round off this week. Oh, okay. It happened on Thursday. It came out that Roxy was a match for David for the kidney transplant. Now, Vea's going to play me the scene, but I haven't seen it. So questions. How did it come out? Okay. So obviously, since we last did a podcast, they caught Rob Rob. Harlow got onto him because, of course, remember we said when Ned and Leo were looking under rocks that we better send Harlow out. I mean, Ned and Leo, not the people you would send. <laughs> Harlow got him in 30 minutes. She's like, come on, give me a kidney, Dad. Let's go. Done. Job done. David now has an evil kidney. Because some of the promos, he's like, I've got his kidney in me. And it's like sinister music. Every time my partner KB walks past, we just giggle like the evil kidney. Actually, I would love it if David turned evil. Yeah, because he's got the blood of the evil murderer. He gets Rob Rob's kidney. He's back on the mend. All is right with the world. But now Roxy's like fussing over David. Like, do you need more fruit? Do you need pillows? And David's like, how do we know each other again? Yeah, that's right. You're who? And then he gets – he's going over his paperwork and he sees that there was a female donor match in her 20s and he's like, well, that's why Roxy's sniffing around me. He calls her out and she said, yes, I was a match. I'm really sorry. He said, hey, you're human. No harm done. Like, it's your decision. It's fine. But also he's a doctor. So well, he understands how serious yeah. it is to donate an organ. Yeah. And as Kate mentioned in a previous podcast, um, organ donor coercion is a massive issue and there's some ethics around that. So he understood and he re- alleviated her guilt. And then she thought, well, I better tell the rest of my family. Off she goes and tells Harlow and Arnie Tarage and Paul, Uncle Paul now, because he's married in, and Harlow tears strips off Roxy first. And I saw a few people complaining about Harlow. And to me, Harlow's a teenage girl. She's a minor. Her father is a jailbird. She's got some complicated feelings oh, around she's that. she's got some stuff. She went to get that kidney more than once from her <laughs> father. And so it was big for her. So I think from like a friend, cousin, whatever the situation is, she was like, why, why didn't you tell me? Like in all of these big journeys. Mm. And also, like you said, she's a minor. And she's, they're writing her in as a bit of the Piper, you know, right 
like I, I know what's right and what's wrong because really when you're that person, eventually something's going to make you realise that you don't know everything yeah. and Harlow doesn't know that yet. And Roxy said to Harlow, you would have reacted like this. You would have yelled at me. <laughs> like, yeah, I already knew right. that. Smart, yeah. Then Paul goes off his nana at Roxy and it was, quite frankly, disgusting. And I'm going to stop and play it for CJ now because I think it's very important she sees it. It was hard. Hard? What for you? I had to do a deal with my psychopathic son who was brought back into our lives and you knew that and you did nothing. You said nothing. I was terrified. I don't give a damn about you! Paul, that's enough. No! No, this is the way it's been with her right from the start. She cares about nobody but herself. It's because you are a selfish... I mean, I wish I'd never seen that. (laughs) You can't unsee it now. Yeah, I'm just really glad that this was after he was fixed because Mm. I I imagine that this would have been so much worse. He would have had a cut open within 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I just don't think they could have written in. Like, it just would have been too much for us to see. But, you know, they killed Sonia on beach, so who knows. Um, So the positive I have in it is Steph and Dennis... Oh, oh yeah. he is knocking it out of the park. He looked like, he, he, looked like he was about to eat her. He walked off with his wooden leg. <laughs> he, not for a second, lets that leg out of his character, which yeah. I think is amazing, but absolutely disgusting. That being said, did we expect anything else? No, true. No, but it's nice to hope. Yeah. My partner really enjoyed this scene as well because I made him watch it and he's enjoyed what the kidney storylines brought in terms mm. of drama mm. and tension and he's really appreciated that as a as a erstwhile viewer. Mm-hmm. I found it heinous because it's a man taking ownership of a part of a woman's body, mm-hmm. staking a claim over it, mm. like he's owed this woman's organ. And Yeah, because he lets her live in... Not even his house. Yeah. Like yeah. She, he has ownership of what she does with her body. How dare he? She's not even related to David as Tarade later in the episode reminds Paul. He's like, I would have given David both my kidneys. And Tarade is like, he's your son. Yeah. Roxy, not related. It was also just so aggressive. Like I really, I did. That made me feel icky. I didn't like it. And I thought it was unfair that he's brought up her past transgressions because yes, she's been a bit of a deadbeat, Roxy, but... That's got nothing to do with yeah. this current decision. Plus, she's also been making strides. Yeah, she's work, working hard, turning up to all her shifts. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming paying board. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, awkwardly flirting with Puffy, but. You know, no, I, I think they've got a nice friendship. Oh, no. I don't no, know. No. I think something bad's going to happen. I want him to be innocent about no, it's it. Not. It's not. Um, well, then she makes a terrible decision later in the week as a result of this, and I blame Paul. She hops into bed with coil after hitting the hitting the. Oh I mean, no. she's only human, guys. She they hit the cocktails. Well, she saw the baggy green hat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I oh would no! Have. They get on the terps together. He's down. She's down. They go down. But then I saw a preview because we haven't seen Friday yet because it was technically impossible. But there's a bit of a hint from Puffy that maybe this was not consensual, like that coil me tutor, which he has form for. Oh. Yeah, he does. If doesn't per- he? If you perfect blend him. Um. I don't know if that – well, I haven't seen the scene. But, I mean, look, it makes sense because, A, he has form, but, B, like, it, she does fall for the inappropriate yeah. amount. And she's yeah. very vulnerable. Yeah. And she was hammered. Yeah. And so, Paul – and old Mark, I mean, he didn't pressure her into it, but he wasn't great. And, like, the consent <laughs> issues were a little bit uh. – 
So mm. back to Paul because I'm not letting him off the hook yet. Also, firstly, your son's fine. Chori's got an evil kidney now, but he's fine. Roxy's well within her rights. She didn't even have to get tested. She got tested and she made that decision. Mm. And she didn't have to tell you about it. No, she shouldn't have. No. I think she shouldn't have said anything. Um, by the way, Erinsborough Hospital, go F yourself. Do not put there was a donor on yeah, well, his paperwork. not allowed to have that information. Well, no. it didn't identify her. It's not his information. It's hers. But I thought, you know how everyone was calling up and volunteering to get tested. I feel like if you're getting tested for a specific person's kidney, that that information would all be grouped together because I'm sure that the doctor would need all the files together to see, right, this person matched up, this person didn't. I don't think so. No. But then if you think about it, David's a doctor there anyway, so he could access whatever everybody. it's Erinsborough Hospital. It was probably in someone's pigeonhole without even a lock on it. Yeah, probably. Carl left it in the photocopy. (laughs) (laughs) Carl. Um, Yeah, I am – there's a lot of chat on the Neighbours Council, really interesting uh, analysis of this scene, and a lot of us want an apology from Paul. What would have been better is if Paul said, looked at her and just said something disgusting, like, I am disgusted in you or something like yeah. that, something offensive, yeah. and said, I can't look at you and just left. Because mm. I can understand why he'd be upset. I definitely yeah. don't want to take his feelings away from him in that regard. Yeah. Like, this was the, the angriest we've seen Paul in a long time, basically. Yeah. Ever. Also to throw in his psychopathic sign. It's like, your son has mental issues that were probably brought about because of the neglect... Yeah. Of his parents and untreated psychological issues. Mm. Like, oh, and then the saving grace was Harlow having a go at Paul. Like, hey, he did a good thing in the end. And also you were never going to follow through with your deal with Rob Rob to mm. get him well, into a right. better prison. Yeah. Like, he was right to not trust you because you were never going to follow through and all of this is your fault too. So, snaps. Oh, mm. dear. You know whose fault it is? Who? Coyle. He ran into David. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Go back to hating him. He didn't even yell at Coyle that strongly. No, No. everyone's forgotten about that, I think. Because that's what he's done to Kyle. Coyle, he said, I can't look at you. Yeah. I'm going to ruin your relationship with my daughter, which he's he's done inadvertently. (laughs) Tick. Yeah. I'm, you know, whatever. I can't look at you. And he should hate Coyle so much because didn't he do stuff to Kate? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's where he was me tooing oh, back in, yeah. his, in his original incarnation. Yeah. So Paul should have never forgiven him anyway yeah. because Kate was like his – And also know, how disrespectful heartbeat. of your wife to tear strips off her niece in front of her. Like yeah. disgusting. Yeah, that's right. Just the whole thing. Oh, we're about to go into citizen or citizen of 2019 mm. and this has clouded me. I'm really – I almost want to give him citizen of the whole of 2019 oh. but I'm not going to let it cloud me. We're going to go in fresh. Uh, first, let's hear from Kate – She'll keep us back on track. She's phoned in her citizen and citizen of 2019. Hi, everybody. Sorry I missed this week, but I thought I'd send you my citizen and citizen of 2019 anyway. Starting off with citizen. Coyle Eugene Canning. This whole year for Coyle has just been, look, you'd think it had start off with a redemption arc of, you know, he came back kind of from Germany as less of a loser. But now, whether it's by exposure to Gary or just Ramsey Street saddest bitchedness, he's he just turned into a massive loser. First of all, he actively split up his dad and his ex-girlfriend from seeing each other, which was, you know, look, bordering on citizen territory, but like it was just, in reality, it's kind of gross and disgusting. Then, my... Ugh, 
the class action against his own father-in-law, particularly seeing as though it was against Amy's wishes. That's just a really shitty thing to do. It really brought attention to um, the video that had happened, which Amy was pretty distressed about. But he actually drove his car while sleep driving into poor old Dr. Knacker. He's he's got off from that, like absolutely scot-free as well. Like, where's a custodial sentence when you need one? And then finally, he drove Amy out of bloody Ramsey Street with his thirst for a baby. Anyway, moving on to Citizen of the Year, and I'm actually going to keep it within the Canning household. And of course, it's not Gaz Can, obviously. So it's got to be Sheila Canning. You know, why Sheila? It was always going to be Sheila. Look, it's more of, you know, it's a a castle thing. It's a vibe. Sheila's just amazing. And even at her worst, she's the best. I mean, the rivalry with Beverly when they were, even, you know, that cat fight, fantastic. We need more of that. I want to see more dynasty-esque middle-aged women going for it. You know, she just she just has an uphill battle trying to be a good person when she has to live with bloody Gazcan and Coil and keep them in line. And to see her tell both of them this year that they are idiots was a highlight for me. So definitely citizen the year to the perennially fresh Sheila Canning. Thanks, guys. See you next week. I think we just go with our guts here. I'm just going to go with the vibe of who annoyed me most in 2019. Yep. And I think that's got to be a clear shitizen. They've buried him a bit in recent weeks, but Gaz can. Yeah. I can't you, remember you exactly why, <laughs> but God, he shat me for the first half of 2019 mm. and I'm hanging on to that vibe. So he's shitizen. Citizen. It's so difficult because no one's ever great all the time, no. right? And the year's a long time. I'm going to say citizen to toadfish. I mean, you lost your wife and you're still standing. You're playing fairies with those kids. And even if mentally it looks like things might be going a bit south, it looks like you'll probably take care of yourself in the end. And he's he's channeling his energies into the foundation. Mm. He's trying to find good in a world that has let him down. So I think citizen toad. They're fair points. CJ, do you have any? Um, I'm so clouded by recent events. Yeah. So when you die... Only the good things about you are remembered. Yeah. So posthumously, I would like to give Citizen of the Year to Sonia. Sonia. Because really, in 2019, she only did good things other than dying. Yeah. Like, you know, which is good in some ways. Her character made me feel things that I didn't know I could mm. still feel about television. So thank you to Sonia. I'm about to cry again because I just remembered the, oh, my babies line. Yep. Oh, <laughs> my babies. Oh, my babies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Sonia, they've got a tree. I'm going to cry. Yeah, they're fine. They've got a tree and an angel. <sighs> that angel, they better bring that back inside because that's going to get... It's going to get rained on. <laughs> How symbolic. Um, <laughs> so, a shittison. I mean, I'm not keen on people making crap decisions and then not being able to be good parents. So, you know what? When your one night stand is pregnant back in Australia... Don't pop on the skis. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> pop on your shoes, yeah. pull up your socks and be a parent instead of just dying just in a cascade of snow. Take a leaf out of Olaf's book, mm-hmm. go build a snowman. Yep. One that likes hugs, warm <laughs> hugs. So I'm going to give it to Sean because I'll never be able to do that again. Great. Yep. So all dead people. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no blood. No blood. <laughs> Bechdahl, got any live ones for us? I think my citizen of the year 
is Aaron Brennan because he just never upsets anyone. He's always there for people. Like if anyone's a bit sad or they're not coping, like when Toadie died, when t- oh, 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 not oh. yet, not yet. Uh, when Sonia died, I remember he came round to the house straight away and was hugging. He's been beautiful with yeah. that. So helped uh, Toadie with his fitness journey for those yeah. few weeks. What do yeah. you think when he was going to do that? I can't think of one bad thing that he's done. So he's my citizen. And I reckon my shittison of the year is Finn because, like, <laughs> he was a shit bloke. And then when he was a good bloke, I reckon he's still a bit of a shit bloke. Yeah, because he's not even being 19 properly. No, and that also, me. Neighbours writers, if you're listening, it's time for him to be evil again. We're all bored of whatever this is. I mean, I'm sure that's on the it's horizon. It's got to be coming. It's I just need those, like, sneaky looks and that's what I want. <sighs> okay, that was tricky, but we got through it. Let us know on socials, on Neighbours Pod on Twitter, Neighbours Council on Facebook, or tag us all on Instagram, Citizen Shitizen 2019. How would you have called it? Did we forget something mega? I know, that's yeah. the thing, a year's so long. Like maybe Aaron killed someone in February and I just forgot. I, I mean, I think he interfered a bit with David's work, but. Uh, but even that was sort of adorable. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, that's right. Well, 2020, I'm pumped. Next week, because one of CJ and I's podcast resolutions is to be more organised about our podcast calendar, mm. and my guest next week is already booked, and she's one of my favourite people at work. I'm so excited You to just meet her. won't ever hear a voice like hers. She's just so wonderful, and she's an influencer. So, like, she's got an amazing Instagram presence. So, we can ask her for tips on Ellie's <gasps> mumstagram. <Yes. laughs> so, stay tuned for that. We are neighbourspod.com. Beck, where do you hang out? Get me on Twitter at the Bench on Joy or at Chicks Talking Footy. If you like sport, cricket, Kyle, hit me up. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, oh dear. God. And I, I want to let everyone who's listening know just how serious she is. Kate is over in Anglesey singing the saddest bitch in Erinsborough jingle at you. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's me. Uh, CJ. Uh, CJ the Hot Mess Mum with a U on Instagram. I'm Vase on Instagram or Vaya Pashos on Twitter. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a nice one. And hope you're enjoying your, I was going to say summer break, but it's winter for some of you. Hope you're enjoying your start to 2020. I have watched a few of our listeners' um, Instagram winter like holidays and I'm loving them. So please keep posting them even though you don't know that they're being watched by me. Or you might, but you know, you might not understand. I want to see more like, you know, winter meals and like cute little um, socks with Christmas patterns on them. I want to see more of that. Keep safe and uh, hopefully I'll see some of you out at some climate protests. Have a good week. Chat soon. Bye. Bye. And live like a flower.